Uh, I think the Honourable Prime Minister ought to have made a statement. Manipur has been a big concern to Mizoram. They are also Indian citizens. They need help, even though the, the central government may not be in favour. We cannot, uh, you know, turn a blind eye to the needs of our brothers and sisters. The relationship that the Mizoram and Manipur used to share in past as a neighbours has been impacted or affected? Yeah, it has been affected naturally. I appreciate the fact that our Honourable Chief Minister was there in the Solidarity March. Without security, being among the masses in the Solidarity March, could you compare with the Chief Minister of the adjoining state? You mean Biren Singh? Ah, will he do that without security? And to express his solidarity with the hill people of his state? I don't think he would do that. You were indirectly told not to raise the issue of Manipur violence and uniform civil code issue in NDA representative meeting. A reliable person, I will not name him, uh, he said um, there is a feeling that you ought not to talk about, uh, you know. How difficult it is to raise the issues of that reason here in parliament? Well, it, it is quite difficult for a lone MP you know, to raise any issue in the house. Uh, is MNF plan like thinking of quitting M NDA? NDA, it's a democratic alliance. Nobody should be afraid of that alliance. We are not afraid of that alliance. What do you want to say about the coverage of Manipur by the mainstream uh, media? Sufferings were there, but uh, the national mainstream media was quiet for quite a long time. What do you see as a solution? Since the present state government in Manipur has not been able to control the situation out there, that state government ought not to be in power. It has been nearly three months since the violence in Manipur has been going on. The ethnic conflict between the Métis and the Kukis has so far claimed at least 150 lives injured over 400 people and displaced nearly 60,000 people in Manipur. The Manipur issue has also disrupted the parliament for the last six days as the opposition has been demanding a statement from Prime Minister Narendra Modi on the situation in the Manipur. In Mizoram, the neighboring state of Manipur has also witnessed widespread protest in support of the Kukiju tribal people in Manipur. Today, we have with us C. Lal Rosonga, uh, sir, uh, the lone MP from Mizoram. Sir, welcome to the News Laundry thank interview. Thank you, thank you. So, my first question to is, you is, what do you think about the Manipur conflict since it's your neighbouring state and impact of the conflict could now also be seen in Mizoram? Well, I think uh, Mizoram is the worst impacted that way uh, by the conflict in uh, Manipur. And uh, Manipur has been a big concern to Mizoram right from the beginning of the outbreak of violence. And we have been uh, monitoring the situation, we have been trying to get news from Manipur, we have, and ultimately we have the displaced persons from Manipur who told us about the situation back home, uh, what they went through, how they suffered, and how they lost their homes and their properties. So it was very distressing for us. However, since 
those displaced people coming from Manipur, Awara, ethnic brothers and sisters. Uh, we take the responsibility of giving them shelter and food and relief materials in every possible way that we can. And so uh, we are happy to, you know, host them, uh, though we have very little resources, but Mizoram being a small state, uh, we don't have much resource. Even then, we have been, uh, you know, welcoming them with open arms as they are our own ethnic brothers and sisters from across the border and many have in fact uh, relatives in Mizoram and, and vice versa as well. But the thing is that uh, we have been feeling the pressure of Manipur in Mizoram as well. Because of the tension back there, uh, people have been coming for uh, you know, shelter, as, as I told you, for security, for safety. Um, so we have been trying our best to see that the peace and tranquility of Mizoram is not disturbed, even though our neighboring state, adjoining state, is, go is going through so much of violence, very horrific and appalling uh, events have been taking place till today. So, it's impacting us in every possible way, I would say. <clears throat> the church has been praying for Manipur uh, across the state, and um, people have been doing their best to contribute whatever they can for the relief of those displaced persons. And at the same time, politically also, we also have been you know, doing our best to see that the the, the issue of Manipur is also taken up at the right level. So it's impacting us in every possible way. Sir, as you have said and mentioned, you know, there is an ethnic ties between the yeah. Mizus and the yeah. Cookies. Can you just tell us more about it? Because many people have little idea about uh, these the, are, this ethnic ties. These are historical ties uh, that we share, I mean, going back to centuries. We are, uh, you would say, you can say ethnically related Okay, well, maybe the dialects, the languages have become slightly different, but uh, we, uh, we understand what are the other tribes are speaking uh, in general terms. And religion, religious-wise also, we are all Christians, okay? And therefore, we feel closer to them, and they also feel close to us, and they, that is why they have been coming to us. So you have been, you have mentioned, and there has been also news reports that say it's a lot of, uh, like a large number of cookies has migrated to Mizoram following huh. the conflict in the Manipur. Oh, so yes. do you have any number, like, you know, like... Uh, the latest number that I got officially is around uh, 12,000. 12,000? Mm -mm. In last three months, like two yeah, months? Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> last three months, uh, they have come over from different parts of Manipur. Okay, not just uh, the hills, the valleys also. Uh, some came via flights, flights through uh, Guwahati or Silchar or Kolkata and other places. Some, and I would say most of them have come by hill roads. There, there is a hill road between Mizoram and uh, Manipur. So somehow they managed to get transport and come to Mizoram. Does it also not like, you know, causing some kind of financial burden on Mizoram because of this migration? Huh. Certainly, Mizoram has had to bear 
the financial uh, expenses and uh, the state government has uh, been uh, giving out money for the relief of these displaced persons and the NGOs have been doing a yeoman service. The NGOs have been collecting money, relief materials. The church also has been contributing. So everybody is contributing. What about the central government? Have, they, have you received unfortunately, any fund from the Unfortunately, as far as Manipur is concerned, we have not received anything from the central government. We are asking, uh, we have written, our Honorable Chief Minister also has, has written two or three times already. I'm seeking appointment with the Honorable Home Minister and also the Home Secretary just to press this issue but I haven't been able to meet them so but far. You, were, you, you, you belong to the MNF, <coughs> Mizo National Front, which is an ally of ah, BJP-led yeah. National Democratic ah, Alliance. True, that so, is very but true. But how come this, like, you know... I, I don't know. As far as um, Manipur is concerned, um, we, uh, central government seems to be a bit apathetic. There is a lot of apathy, it seems, according to me. But I would uh, urge upon the central government, even through your media, to kindly step forward to see that the Indian citizens who have come over from Manipur, even though they are our ethnic brothers and sisters, they are also Indian citizens. They are all Indians. They need help. They need rehabilitation. They have lost their houses. Their houses have been burned down. They have suffered so much. Their education, their employment have been disrupted. And so, so they, they went through lots of financial uh, problems. So I would uh, request the central government through your media also to kindly come forward, step forward and see that uh, at least some semblance of uh, humanitarian aid goes out to our brothers. So I would like to add one more point yeah. here because like uh, not only from Manipur, Mizoram has also like you know seen influx of refugees from Myanmar as well as Bangladesh. Huh, very so, true. Uh, yeah, and at that point we have seen how the Mani Mizoram government was you know sort of like you know denying central government instruction on the refugees and uh, illegal huh. immigrants. So uh, can you just tell no, us yeah, about yeah, a yeah, bit yeah, on sorry. this? Yes, we, we had to take care of our own brothers and sisters from Myanmar and Bangladesh. They are ethnically related to us. Okay, and so when they come over um, we cannot turn them away. It is not in our nature. It is not in our tradition to turn away anybody coming for help and shelter. No, we will not do that. We can't do that. And very fortunately, the present government in Zoram, headed by Pu Zoram Thanga, has been uh, very sympathetic and uh, very helpful in you know, helping out those uh, refugees, as we call them. And uh, we don't want to push them back. We, we don't allow them to be pushed back. Yeah, but like uh, Joram Thanga, I think on Monday, mm -hmm. uh, in a press meeting, I think, uh, addressing the party workers, has said ki how his government is uh, like, you know, pushing back some of the central government policies, be it on the refugee crisis or like, you know, uh, uh, some other like, you know, the <laughs> Manipur issue. I think, uh, yeah. And even UCC. It is, it is issue based. The MNF is acting issue-based. Based on the need of the hour, we are acting. Because the need was very great to look after those refugees from Bangladesh and Myanmar, we had to extend help and assistance. 
you know, even though the, the central government may not be in favor, we cannot, uh, you know, turn a blind eye to the needs of our brothers and sisters. Uh, while then, uh, I also have another question here, ki while the Mizoram government is certainly, you know, uh, trying to help all those coming to the state, at the same time there were reports uh, last week itself, ki, uh, large numbers of Maitis are also fleeing Mizoram following an advisory issued by the Ex-Militants Association. So, ah, so uh, what do you want to say I on mean that? Every Tanis Association had issued a press release. Uh, it was kind of an advice, as you said, that uh, Maitis uh, in Manipur, uh, sorry, in Mizoram, uh, they ought to see to their security that they, that they should, uh, you know, be there even in in Mizoram if they continue there they should uh, seek their own safety and and seek their own security but the thing is that Mizoram government has been providing security to the Maytays in Mizoram I have personally um, uh, met and uh, talked to the Honorable Home Minister of Mizoram himself I have I had earlier also asked him to please extend security to those guys and he has been doing that and there has been a police uh, security cover you know at least uh, for the last uh, one or two months to them and this uh, the, the state government has asked for clarifications from the returnees association and they also have said that no it's not like a quit notice that uh, we are asking the meters to leave. No, it's not like that. They say it's just an advisory and they have diluted their, you know, pressure on their meters. Yeah, because there was concern about the about the solidarity march that was organized in Aijol, the capital of Mizoram, yesterday. And interestingly, we saw the participation of uh, Joram Thanga CM, Mizoram CM Joram Thanga on huh? that uh, huh? solidarity march. Uh, so, uh, I have a question here. Why did it require the CM to hit the streets? when your party is already an BJP ally, like were his concerns not conveyed to the top BJP leadership or the Prime Minister? He had conveyed his concerns already, he had written, he has been writing to the central government leaders. Yeah. They know about it. Okay. But they, don't, they are not doing anything about uh, it? So far we have not shown, we have not seen any such kind of, uh, you know, uh, response. Okay. Even then, it, even then, I would say, and I appreciate the fact that our Honorable Chief Minister was there in the Solidarity March. Yeah. It was good to see a CM, mm. okay, yeah. without security, mm. being among the masses in the Solidarity March. Mm. Could you compare with the Chief Minister of the adjoining state? You mean Biren Singh? Ah. Will he do that without security and to express his solidarity with the Hill people of his state. I don't think he would do that. Has the relationship between Manipur and Mizoram impacted following the like you know the conflict? Was there any like you know sort of the relationship that the Mizoram and Manipur used to share in past as a neighbors has been impacted or affected? Do you think? Yeah, it has been affected naturally. When our own brothers and sisters have come to harm in that state of Manipur, okay. And when we feel that the state government has not been able to protect them, we, we will naturally feel very disappointed at that state government. So the relationship has been affected. We cannot deny that. In one point of time, our own chief minister was trying to visit Manipur. He was not allowed to go there. 
It was during the conflict? Yeah, just in the, in the wake of the conflict. Possibly maybe security regions, I don't know, but uh, uh, the feeling is that, well, he ought to have been allowed. Yeah, I have seen Joram Thangaji has been expressing a lot of concerns about the Manipur, on, even on social media. Mm -hmm. And as you have said, he has been also writing to the central government and the home minister and the, even yeah, the prime yeah, minister. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, is it because of this lack of response, he, ex I think on Monday, he said, uh, uh, July 24th, he said, you know, he, uh, MNF is not afraid of NDA or there was a report yesterday on Times of India uh, where it was it was said the two MPs uh, from Mizoram has been you know uh, thinking of uh, you know quitting NDA alliance. What is there any truth to it? Like uh, is MNF plan like thinking of quitting M NDA? There is no question of being afraid of NDA. Okay, <clears throat> nobody ought to be afraid of NDA. It is in the National Democratic Front. Sorry, National Democratic Alliance. After all, NDA is a democratic alliance. Nobody should be afraid of that alliance. We are not afraid of that alliance. Uh, the Chief Minister was very right in expressing his uh, feelings that he's not afraid of NDA. No. Now also we are not afraid. Not that we are provoking them. I'm not saying out of, you know, uh, the need to provoke. No, we are not provoking the NDA. There's no need. But why should any member of the NDA be afraid of the alliance itself? No, we are not. <clears throat> this, I think that was a f the backdrop on which the Honorable Chief Minister spoke on those lines. And secondly, regarding the two MPs of uh, Mizoram, Rajya Sabha and Lok Sabha. It was a news report. Though, uh, it wasn't a news report, yes. Uh, <laughs> I have heard about it. Is there any talk about quitting NDA? That's what no, my question is. Uh, there are personal feelings, okay? Personal feelings. These are not official, official statements or official uh, inclination. But uh, yes, uh, within the party, within our party, there have been expressions of personal feelings that, uh, well, if this, if things are like this, I mean, I mean, in view of the situation in Manipur, should we continue to be in NDA? Okay, when a member state of the NDA has not been able to do anything, has not been able to control law and order in their own state, and so many sufferings have taken place in that state, should we be an ally of that? That, that is a big question. So, we are asking ourselves that question. Questioning ourselves. We have not come to any decision, official decision. But uh, there's a big question. So I mean, no doubt still about with NDA. Yeah. So there is, has been a talk about no confidence motion in parliament these days. You, have, you must have known about it. So what would be an MNF stand uh, if no, the such a proposal <laughs> is brought to the parliament? We are with the NDA. So we, have, we are still in with NDA. So we will stand with NDA. Uh, again, I want to quote another news report where uh, there was, it was reported that you were indirectly told not to raise the issue of Manipur violence and uniform civil code issue in NDA representative meeting. Can you tell us when, it, when did it happen and how indirectly they prevented you from raising this? Uh, there was a, that was on the eve of the um, uh, parliament session when the NDA was having 
a meeting to celebrate 25 years of NDA and nine years of the rule of uh, government of Sri uh, Narendra Modi. Yeah, I, I was there as a party representative, uh, but a reliable person, I will not name him, uh, he said, um, there is a feeling that you ought not to talk about, uh, you know, Manipur and UCC. So I said, okay, if they don't want me to talk about Manipur and UCC, what's the point in talking or making a speech at all? I would rather not talk about anything else, I said. So I didn't make any, any speech. But uh, while I, we know about the stand of MNF in case of Manipur, uh, uh, we're not really aware about the MNF stand on UCC. Why MNF is opposing a uh, uniform civil court? Can you just tell us to the viewers? Well, we feel that it is against the interest of the tribals and uh, more so a minority like the Christians, especially as Christians, because Mizoram is a Christian state, I mean, majority Christian state. So we feel that it will not go down well, UCC will not go down well with the religious feelings of the uh, Mizo people and also it will hurt our traditions. We don't want our traditions and our customs to be affected. Okay, in like there, is, there is a widespread apprehension that it's going to affect. Like in a way, what we can use still, because it's says. It's all what the UCC aims, you know, about the, about the um, uh, say for in example, marriage or divorce or, you know, in, uh, inheritance issues. So we don't want, we, because we have our own customs and practices. So we don't want the, those to be affected. Okay. So coming back to parliament again, so we have seen disruption of proceedings of parliament over the past three, like six days uh, uh, on the issue of Manipur. So do you think this kind of disruption is the right way to find a solution for the Manipur issue? No, disruptions will certainly be no solution to Manipur problems. No, I don't think disruptions can become any means of solution, no. But the thing is that it seems our uh, opposition members, um, they, uh, you know, they wanted to press on their demands for the Prime Minister to speak in the House. Right. And so that has still not come. I mean, the Honorable Prime Minister has still not made any statement inside the House. So I think the opposition is trying to make him make a statement, it seems. What, what do you think? The Prime Minister should come and make a statement in the House? I don't think there is any harm. I mean, pers my personal feelings. <laughs> I think the Honourable Prime Minister ought to have made a statement. But on he, he hasn't. So I think he has made one, but it was outside the House. Uh, that was on a particular incident only. Hmm, about the, the viral Parading video. of those tribal girls naked. Hmm. That viral video. Yeah. He didn't talk about other related issues. Since News Laundry has done a lot of uh, report on the media coverage of Manipur, and you know News Laundry focuses on media, mm -hmm. and you also served as a director general of Doodarsan. What do you what do you want to say about the coverage of Manipur by the mainstream uh, media, mainstream news organizations? Initially, uh, very inadequate. Okay, 
and um, uh, Manipur was burning and uh, there was a lot of chaos out there, a lot of sufferings and people were fleeing from the valleys and fleeing into the hills and, and I got lots of phone calls uh, those days, you know, right from May the 3rd. I got lots of calls from Manipur itself asking for help, you know, telling us that people saying that can you hear those firing? Those are the firing of guns, the sounds of gunshots and all. They said, and they were crying and so much of sufferings were there. But uh, the national mainstream media was quiet for quite a long time. <laughs> it was a while before they started reporting. Hmm. I wish they would have immediately gone and uh, do, uh, you know, uh, reliable reporting at that time. Of course, I, I appreciate news laundry. Uh, I heard from some quarters that you are doing good work. Okay, so I appreciate your efforts. So, sir, my last question to you is, uh, what do you see as a solution to bring peace in Manipur? <laughs> Very difficult. I have been saying that since the present state government in Manipur has not been able to control the situation out there, that things have been going out of hand so much that violence is still happening even till today, that state government ought not to be in power. You know, there has to be a change. Either the, the central government take over the administration of that state or um, somebody reliable be put in the place of the present chief minister of that state. There is one solution, immediate solution, I would say. And there has to be healing, there has to be healing touches. Uh, you know, peace committees really ought to be uh, representative of all communities, okay? Not just one particular community. And uh, those peace committees really have to work. And, uh, but, the third and the most important thing would be to go deep down into the root cause of Manipur problems. What is the root cause of that problem? Otherwise, even if you heal superficially, it will come out again. What do you think is the root cause? I think it is primarily related to land, land holdings. Like uh, land like, holdings? Land, like holdings between the Metis and the other communities, because the hills, the hills, uh, you know, geographically, hills are larger geographically. But then uh, I think uh, the resources, the land resources, maybe minerals or gas or petrol or whatever, um, uh, oil resources. People are there to try to grab. So there has to be an equitable distribution of resources. And uh, this ought to be solved once and for all between the hills and the valleys. And another one, there has been demand for separate administration. Yeah, I was supposed to ask you. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, get tell. Is uh, it a solution uh, do you think? Uh, I, I have been supporting the idea of separate solutions, uh, administration. 
because the divide is too large now, you know, the divide is too wide between the hills and the valleys. I mean, I mean, the, the tribals and the non-tribals, I would say, the Métis. So, uh, it is better that, you know, they are administered separately. What role do you think Mizoram can play in this no, whole process? I don't think Mizoram has any role. No, no, in the peace process, I'm not saying the separate. Ha, no, peace process, if they want us to be there to help out, to restore peace, then uh, we are certainly willing to do that. Hmm. But then, what role can we play otherwise? I mean, it's for the central government to decide type of uh, separate administration ought to be set up there. If at all they want to set up a separate administration. Have you, have Mizoram conveyed this to the central government? Uh, Mizoram can also like, you know, take part in the negotiation, mm, in the peace mm, process? Mm, no, not that I know. Officially, I don't know anything about that. Uh, but, uh, but we are all willing, as it is, if we can help out. We would certainly like to help out, if possible, if they can have confidence in us. <laughs> since you are the lone MP from, this is last question again. Yeah. Uh, since you are the lone MP from the Mizoram, how difficult it is to raise the issues of that region here in Parliament? Well, it, it is quite difficult for a lone MP, you know, to raise any issue in the House. <laughs> there are so many other... <laughs> parties, you know, so, so many other members yeah. belonging to bigger parties, you know. So, it's not easy at all. But um, somehow we have been able to raise what little uh, issues that we uh, have to raise. Somehow we managed to find out ways, but it is not easy. Mm, it's not easy, but... Uh, of course, in, uh, in, in important meetings, even though I may be a lone member of Lok Sabha from my state, uh, I get invited. They, they let me participate in the meetings at least, so I'm very grateful to the government also that way. Thank you so much, sir, Speak for speaking to News Laundry. It was nice speaking <laughs> to you, sir. Nice speaking to you. Thank you.